My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, trends, music, headlines in the news, plus endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Donna, welcome to Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name's Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, I have been working with you now for, uh-huh, uh-huh. when did we start the podcast? Two, January 2020. January 2020. January 2020. Okay, that's three years ago. Yeah, we celebrate four years of January. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that was, I mean, we worked together when we were at the radio station kicks because, but not together, together. Like I was in sales. Yeah. The departments were very, very, uh, they were like, you couldn't uh, fraternize with programming and programming couldn't fraternize with sales. Right. Um, because we we broke that, we broke that rule by the way. Well, I mean, you could fraternize, but I mean, you couldn't really, I guess you're right. I mean, like we really didn't, we weren't supposed to cross paths because the programming folks didn't want salespeople telling them what to do or going around the bend to get them to do, you know, extra things for clients that weren't being paid for or whatever. So you're right. Um, but I didn't like work right beside you, you know, and now I'm working with you doing radio. And so it's gotten me thinking like, First of all, I don't know that there's a lot. I mean, there are probably a lot of husbands and wives that work together because they own businesses together, right? True, yeah. But what have you learned about me as a coworker? Oh, my. Not as a spouse. Like, what are some oh, things that wow. you have learned, good and bad, seriously, oh, about me as a coworker? Right, right now on the spot. Yeah. Or are we going to tease this for later in the episode? No, this no. We're just having a conversation. Okay. All right, conversation is what are the pros and cons of working with you? And, no, I and, didn't say that. I didn't say pros and cons. Okay, this is one you don't listen. Right. Um, but okay. let's just start off with number one. But like, what what have you learned? Like, maybe there's things you thought okay. about okay. how I worked, okay. Okay. and then how I didn't um, work. You are a you're, you're very um, you are very focused. Okay. All right. Good thing. Great thing. You're very focused in, in radio and podcast. You're very passionate in both. I love it when you hit a topic that, 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 that just strikes a chord with you and you don't go off. You never go off, but you are very, very strong with your opinion. And I like that about you. And you don't back down from it. You could ask the same question three weeks from now and you're going to have the, the, the same answer, the same decision, the same response. And it's going to be just as stern and just as strong. That, Donna, is what I like about you. Okay, but well, it wasn't what you like about me. Whatever, whatever it was. That's, that's my answer. Okay, well, what else have you learned? What have I learned? I've learned that um, I get on your nerves a lot. You're a professional. You'd never done radio before a day in your life until we launched this morning show. Cadillac and Donna, 530 till 10 weekdays. The Bear 92.5. Search for the Bear 92.5 app. Listen live anywhere you are. You you never cracked a mic before we did the first episode of the podcast back in January 2020. And you have become a rock star. And I tell people that all the time. I mean, uh, I appreciate it, but I you really... Have though, you have, though. I tell people that. Tell I, that I told somebody that yesterday at lunch. I said, listen, I just like to sit back and listen because, like you, I want to know what she has to say. Well, that's very nice. Very kind. I've well, been trying to true. like... That's, that's, this that's is the thing the, I'm working on is receiving, receiving compliments. And not saying, but, but in this case, I will say, but because like one day you overslept, right? 
I mean, it happens. I have too. I mean, like if you go back to sleep, like I've almost done it, you're done. The day that you overslept, someone at the radio station who kind of does some operation stuff was like, why why, why are we doing this? Because like we have to communicate in with like um, machines and Comrexes and all this kind of stuff. And they were like, well, I can get the Comrex up. And then, and this was literally like the third probably show or day. And they were like, and then can you just take it from there? And I'm like, no. Like, if you weren't on, I can't do it. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, the technical no, end can't. of it, yes. But you could certainly carry your own radio show. or no. carry, You could. Yes, you no. could. No, I can't. And I've thought about it. And it's one thing about doing radio. I was telling um, someone, Steve Mitchell, was at the house yesterday doing some technical stuff. And he was like, well, you know, do you like doing it? And I said, yes, of course. I said, as he said, well, it's quite a commitment. And I said, it is. And that's the one thing I've realized. It's not like... If you're in sales and maybe you need to go to the doctor or something, then you just disappear. Like the morning show thing, I don't know what you call it, like job. You you can't hide. You you can't. Like you literally cannot do anything from that time period. I mean, you can record. We're going to do some stuff, you know, because we're doing Charlotte's first day of school next week and we are going to pre-record. And you can do that. But I just mean in general, like... If you get tired of your job and you're like, I think I'm going to go work at the competitor or whatever, you can't do that with this. Like, you're showing up every day. And not only are you showing up, you have to be on. Like You have to have topics and conversations. I, I, I told somebody one time, I said, listen, the only other job outside of radio I ever had was 15 years old, worked at Revco Drug, R-E-V-C-O. They're not around anymore, I don't think. Revco Drug in Hickory, North Carolina. And I ran it till. I was a cashier, Okay. If you had a bad day or maybe you were hung over at 16, you could go to the stock room and you could find you a nice cold corner. Just hang out. Box of some, some, some onesies that had just come in, hadn't been shelved yet, hadn't been tagged and skewed and shelved yet. And you could just hide in that pile. Nobody would ever, ever find you. And take yeah. you a 20 minute nap and you would yeah. jump up and be golden. Yeah. Radio is different. You can be having the, and I've had them. You can be having the worst day of your entire life, literally the worst day of your entire life, and you're expected to crack the mic and to smile and to communicate to everyone listening that today's going to be a great day. Now, there are arguments, not arguments, but there are thought processes within morning show consultants about that. If you're having a horrible, crappy day, do you just say, I'm having a shitty day? Are we in radio or podcast right now? Podcast. I can say shitty. Uh, I'm just having a shitty day. Should you just go on the air and just let it out? What do you think? What's your take on that? I mean, yeah, I think because so sometimes. It's, it's genuine and everybody has bad days. So I, yeah, everybody has a bad day, but I think you have to be prepared to go in. That's the second part. When you do like a radio, you have to be so transparent. So then you almost have to go into why are you having that day? You know, anyways, this was not like a pull out a small violin thing. This has gone the other way, but what I wanted to say to you is I, you're the captain and I'm just the follower. Like That's I'm the person true. on the boat. Follow not along. true. Not true. No, I mean that I have to be because that, like I said, I can't do it without you. But what I have learned about you is I knew what a professional you were. I did. And how good you are at your job, but you like handle a lot of different stuff. You got a lot of balls in the air when you're in the studio and not that there's anything wrong with our studio, not our personal studio, but the radio studio. But you know, there are some workarounds in the studio that you have to do, which makes everything a little bit more time consuming. You know, it's not as 
electronic and I don't know, like you can't, there's some extra buttons you've got to push, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. To we'll, do things. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um, and so I know you think sometimes that like, I don't think you have a lot going on, like juggling all the stuff in the studio. And I know you do, but you can be snappy. Let me just tell you. I That's thought the only that thing. it was going to be the biggest compliment in the world. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Donna's finally going to give me the praise. And I give you to, praise all the time. She's going to just, just embrace me and say, thank you for all that you do. And then you just turned on a dime. No, I you did, do. Though. You did. Oh my gosh. You did. Now let's talk about me and how everything I do, how every bad thing I do, let's talk about, let's list them right now. Well, that wasn't, there wasn't anything. Actually, I was uh. giving you this genuine compliment. But I'm just saying you can't get snippy. I can't get snippy. Yes, I can't get snippy. That's it. Pay attention. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying to to any morning show I've ever worked with, pay attention. Get mm-hmm. off your phone. Get off your phone. Quit curling your hair. Quit okay. Putting well, on, I, 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 nobody's curling hair, but part of the problem is finish. you have to be on your phone. Let me finish. Pulling stuff. Uh, true, true. But don't be on your phone doing things that are not show related. The, the, we, don't don't be on your phone not harvesting information or color or content for the next break. Don't be on the phone on Bumble. Okay, be on the phone on Twitter, Facebook, not to chat with your buddies, but for news, information, things you can bring to the show. Okay, uh, you going to tell me that you've never done any of those things? I'm not going to say that, but as the lead, Donna, you don't have time. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't have time for that kind of stuff. And it would irritate the piss out of me. When I would look to my right through the years, and there'd be somebody over there blow drying their hair with a curling iron <laughs> at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like Wade Hayes, Clint Black's getting ready to quit singing in 30 seconds, and you're over there trying to put a twirl in your twist. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you know what we're getting ready to do? We've gone over it three times. Have you retained anything? And then well, the answer is. You used no. to tell me, like, that this one particular person <laughs> would bring in, like, Basically, their entire pantry. Yes. And would be like all morning. All cooking morning. omelets. It'd be like a trough. It'd be like a trough. It was like Shoney's. It was like Shoney's from five to nine. It was everything from biscuits and gravy to damn buttermilk biscuits to uh, pancakes and waffles and sausage. And- Did she bring in like a, like literally a griddle yes. at one point? Oh my God. She would cook to order. You yeah. could come in and place an order. Engineering could come in. And place an order for a breakfast sandwich. And she, by God, make it while Alan Jackson singing on the radio. And then she'd butter that biscuit for the other one that was in there for a while. You have no idea the number of biscuits she buttered through the years for guys. No, I don't mean that. But like for Chuck, remember she'd put peanut butter on his apple for Oh, my God. Why why don't y'all pay freaking attention? And let's focus Uh, on the air. What, What matters now is not what flavored jam we have <laughs> what matters is the conversation we're getting ready to have in 10 seconds on the radio where there are three hundred thousand oh people listening get it together we do radio this is not a cooking show okay with the gavel well my point was going to be what that, was it i'm pissed now well I, I do find but i'm not in a studio but like I, and I try like, and I know this is one of your things, like your hot button. So when I come down to the studio, I don't bring like a lot of coffee or food or any of that no, stuff. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no room or time for that. Okay, well, this break has turned ugly because of you. Should, we should probably just start over. Because of you. So okay, I want to go back to what I was saying. You are a consummate professional, but you're angry. An asshole. 
You're short. I can be cranky. You yell. Do not bring in egg whites and whisk them in the studio. Don't do it. Don't okay. do it. Let's focus on the you. topic we're getting ready to talk about on the radio for 300,000 people in three minutes. Can we run through that real quick? Do you mind? Can you put down your knives and your forks just long enough for us to have a conversation? I'm no better. I am no better than Fancy by Reba McIntyre. I know that. There is no content I could bring to the radio ever that is better than Reba singing Fancy. So play damn Fancy. No personality is bigger than the radio station. No personality is bigger than the music. You come to a radio station for the music. I think that's where a lot of personalities get tripped up. It's all about me. No, it's not. Sit down. This is not about you. This is about the people that listen to this radio station. It's not your radio station. It drove me crazy. Bring in a, a knife that you could gut a deer with to peel a peach. Stop. Nobody plays more music. Please welcome Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw! Yeah! Gonna love it. Hey, this is Tim McGraw. Cadillac Jack. So Tim McGraw has, made a, has not made a statement about Jason Aldean. You know, all this controversy over the video and the song for Try That in a Small Town from Jason Aldean, which obviously has not affected There's him no kidding. at all. No kidding. But can, can I hit pause before you go any further? Sure. Uh, all right. We, we talk a lot about music because we're in the music industry. Here's the deal. Billboard is the Bible. All right. Billboard has the Hot 100 chart. The Hot 100 chart is everything. Every format, every genre, every song, every artist, every download, every uh, paid uh, spin, every, every physical CD that's bought. It's everything. All right. It is the Hot 100 is it. For the first time in the history. For the first time in the history of Billboard, the top three songs on the Billboard Hot 100 chart are country songs. Can I get a yeehaw? Yeehaw! Where were you, Donna? I swear. Where were you then? Yeehaw! No, 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 no. That's late. On three. One, two, three. Yeehaw! Okay. Number one, try that in a small town from Jason Aldean. Number two, last night, Morgan Wallen. Number three, escapes me. Mm. I have to look that up. But it's, a, it's, it's an amazing time to be a country music fan. There's some good music well, it's coming Morgan out. Wallen. So we've got well, Morgan Fast Car, two. Morgan Wallen. Uh, and Luke Combs, Fast Car's third. That's it. That's three. Okay. Yeah. First time in the history of Billboard on. It's huge. It is huge. So, Tim McGraw, well, explain the controversy just in case someone's lived under a rock and doesn't know what's going on with Jason Aldean's song. Ooh-wee. Okay, Jason Aldean recorded a song called Try That in a Small Town. Um, Jason was attacked by people who said that he was pro-lynching uh, and that he was pro-guns and, and, and all of this mess. The video was shot at a courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee, where back in the day there was a lynching. Try that in a small town is just a patriotic red, white, and blue flag waving American country music song from Jason Aldean. And I'll leave it at that.
Okay. So. But the lefties got their panties in a knot. Okay. You're not leaving it that. You're back. Okay. Well, I'm back. I'm back then. The lefties got their panties in a knot and they wanted something to boohoo about because they hadn't been able to boohoo about something in a while and they need to boohoo every once in a while to make themselves feel bigger and better and bigger and better and they boohoo. And so they choose Jason Aldean like they have before. This is not the first time. Jason's used to the lefties with the knots in their panties coming for him. He's used to this. It, 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 it makes him numb. He, it doesn't even touch him. The, the force fit. He has like Superwoman gloves. He deflects it all because he's Jason Aldean. Okay. Doesn't affect him at all. Um, and so the lefty, they, they came at him and said, you're horrible. You're a bad guy. And he, You're racist. He put up his middle finger, and the song's number one on the Hot 100. <laughs> okay. That's what happened. All right. So, as you can imagine, we've talked about how other artists are being kind of like pulled into this drama because now anybody who's in country music is fair game. Like, what do you think? What do you feel? What do you, how do you feel? So, Tim McGraw has a new album that's coming out. So, he's obviously on the press junket tour, and he had an interview with the AP News, and... So which, course which, hey, pause there. Yeah. Why is Tim McGraw speaking to the Associated Press? Well, he's always been seen as sort of highbrow. No one needs, well, anyway. no country artist needs to spend okay. time with the AP, the Associated Press. Come on. Okay. So he was doing this interview with the AP News, and he has certainly been vocal lately about weighing in on all of this mess with concert goers throwing things. He's just been like, this is not a good thing, and talking about it all. So it's not like he's not out there, you know, answering questions. So obviously all this stuff with Jason Aldean, one of the reporters asked him like, what do you think? Where do you stand on, you know, what's going on here? This is what he said. He thought it was best to avoid making any headline worthy remarks. That's what I'm saying. So he acted like he had never heard the song. So he says, I'll be completely honest. I've heard all the hubbub about it, but I haven't heard the song and I haven't seen the video. So I couldn't intelligently give an answer. So I really don't know. Okay. I like it. And then he says, I haven't seen it, but I'm not going to tell an artist what they should cut or what my opinion is. I'll tell you what I like and I'll let my song sort of speak for themselves. Then he comes back in and this is the strongest statement they should just said from the beginning. You're an artist and you can cut the songs you want to cut. And you deal with the consequences. And it's kind of like, why didn't he say the first, the last statement first? It's kind of like he starts off by trying to keep himself out of the controversy. And, and there's no controversy in what he said. He's right. You're an artist. You decide what you're going to cut. You cut the songs and you deal with the consequences. He did, if you remember, with Red Ragtop. Yes. This is uh, the song in question, Red Red Top, uh, Red Red Top. And it was a song, explain it, set it up for everybody, Don. It was a song about, uh, why was it so controversial? Well, it was like young love, and um, they were young kids who lived in a town, and they got pregnant, and, you know, he doesn't come out and say it, but they, he says, you know, they did what they did, and they decided not to have a child, and they did so, what they did, so we, and then they kind of never spoke about it so again. So we, we assume that's an abortion. Yes. Okay. In the back of that red rock top. Here's a chorus. Hang on. She said, please don't. She said, please don't stop. Love and me. Love and me. 
Timber. God, I love that song. I loved that song when it came out. Anyways, you know, he's always good in how he reacts to things, but I just thought it was interesting how he kind of, you know, sort of stayed out of the the fray, but also gave his thoughts at the same time, you know. But you wish that he had flip-flopped him. No. Yeah, well, I mean, I just think he, he what he said last was what he really wanted to say, but it just took him a while to kind right, of get there, you get know there, what I mean? Right, right. Had it been a punch, it would have had more um, either resistance or acceptance. Yeah, because I don't believe, and I know you don't either, that he has not heard the song or seen the video. I'm sorry, I just don't. Right, well, you know, that's, that's an artist saying, I, I really don't want to talk about this. I don't want to get in the middle of this. And, and I just think that's the interesting part of this. You know, any time, I will say this, I think if it is if it is something that is not race related, artists will kind of say their comments anytime, even with the things that happened, the thing that happened with Morgan Wallen, you know, where he, they caught him saying the N word and everything. And, you know, people would say, how do you, how do you feel about that? You know, what should happen to him? Other artists don't want to get involved because it's just too much of a lightning rod topic. You know, what you could say could totally get turned around taken out of context. So I think it's mainly when it has to do with race. Artists are just like not stepping in there. The media has to ask, or do they? Of course. Well, yeah. Or or do they? But it used to irritate me when a record label would bring an artist to town. And the artist is in the news. They're in the headlines. They're, They're part of the news cycle currently, okay? For whatever reason, whatever story's in the news cycle, this artist is in the news cycle. Good morning. America's talking about it. Jimmy Kimmel's talking about it. They're talking about it on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. But when I bring my artist to your studio to do your morning show, you cannot ask about blank. You cannot ask about that question. And it used to piss me off so bad because it'd be like, now, wait a minute. They're talking about it everywhere. I have this artist in front of me right now. I can clear the air. With this artist, and you're telling me I can't even go there? I think people would be so surprised at the restrictions that were put on artist visits and what you could ask and what you could not ask. We could do an entire episode about that. Yeah, no, I think it's fascinating. I think part of it is if you're interviewing someone or you have someone on the on your show or whatever, and it's it's a story that is happening in real time. You know, I think about one of the greatest um, examples, and I hate to bring Jason Aldean back in, but it was when he was basically having an affair with his current wife so on his ex-wife, yeah. and which is really kind of no one's business. However, someone had taken pictures of him, TMZ or someone who had, and you know, with him getting cozy with Brittany in California, very much still married to Jessica, and he denied it, and. If you remember, he went on Good Morning America. I can still remember because he was, I don't know if he was launching a new project or he was going on tour. So they were kind of unfortunately coming together at the same time. And I remember him being interviewed on Good Morning America and just denying, denying, denying. And I'm sure from a timing perspective, it had just happened. He's working whatever's going to work out with his wife, his press people, all that stuff. So it's not like I feel like he could make a statement. But the timing just wasn't great. So if you had had him, like say he was doing a satellite tour, how do you not ask somebody about that? But is he going to answer that forty-two times when he's already that's you know, just it. peeved he, well, that he's been outed? Let's let's go let's go deep and let's give you a, a true 
peek behind the kimono, as we as we call it. In a situation like that, when an artist does major market radio, in other words, you're getting New York, Chicago, Atlanta, L.A., Nashville, Miami, what else? Philly, maybe Phoenix. Yeah. You're getting the top 15 markets. Each radio station gets about three and a half minutes, four minutes max. Now, the artist and the label want you to do nothing but talk about the new song, okay, for that entire four-minute period that they're with you. I don't want to talk about the song. I can talk about the song anytime I want. I have access to Tim McGraw one-on-one for four minutes. I'm going to have one question for Tim McGraw, or let's use Jason Aldean as, as the example. If I have Jason Aldean, would I have asked about the video had I been told not to? Yes, I would have. Because yeah. I would look stupid if I didn't. And to the listeners, yes. Absolutely. And that's that's what the syndicators and the record people and the publicists never understood. They They almost look down at radio. It's like, we're going to save that for People Magazine. We're going to save that for Good Morning America. No, we're not. He's sitting right here in front of me right now. And I'm going to ask him the question that everybody's talking about. Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, I think from a listener perspective, it would sound crazy not to ask, and they would be expecting you to ask. From the record label's perspective oh, and press people that ring. are bringing them around. The phones would ring. My God. I have invited you into my morning show as a guest. You're a guest on my morning show. You become fabric, the fabric of this morning show. If if you walk in the door at 8.15, and at 8.15 we play Guess Your Wife's Wait to Win every day. Guess what? Your wife's going on the scale. If you walk in at 7.10 and we're playing Can't Be Caddy, guess what? It's a celebrity round of Can't Be Caddy with country star Carrie Underwood, who has a new album going to drop two weeks from tomorrow called Blank. You're going to get your plug. All they want is the plug. All they want is the mention. But they want everything else to be sanitized. I would never do that because it it's not good radio. It's not engaging. If you do not do something special with an artist that comes into your studio or is on even a satellite line, that sounds like they're in the studio with you. If you do not do something special with them, you're missing a, a, an enormous opportunity. But you know what's crazy about what you just said? The awards that are given, and I'm not saying that they, I mean, they they are important and they count for people like, you know, ACM, Radio Station of the Year, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, or, or small market personality or large market, whatever. Those awards are not given to controversial people. And they're never going to ask a question that would ever come into concern. Kelly Pickler had just, did she win American Idol? I don't know that she did, but she was just off of American Idol. This is when that show was in its infancy. And she was playing the Gwinnett Arena uh, in, 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 in Atlanta, Gwinnett County, which is north uh, east of the city. I think she was opening for somebody. About a 12, 12, what, 12,000 seat venue, Don? Yeah. I had the opportunity. It was a great opportunity. It was fantastic. To play Kelly Pickler's single, Red High Heels, her first offering to radio, the first time she ever heard it on the radio was when I played it for her when she was sitting in front of me with headphones on. And I played it on Former Kicks, which is where Donna and I met. I spent my entire adult life there in programming. Donna, you spent your entire life there in sales. Well, about that same time, it was announced that she was doing the Rockin' New Year's Eve celebration. And... The announcement had come down that Dick Clark was retiring and that Ryan Seacrest was taking over. 
All right. And this is going to be the first year of that. And Kelly Pickler was going to be a part of that celebration in New York City. I knew exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly what I was doing. I asked Kelly Pickler a point just coming out of the song. First question, just cold. You like Dick, don't you? And I don't look at her. And there's this awkward pause, this awkward moment. I let it rest. I let it sit for about two, it felt like a year, but about three seconds. And I looked back up and I caught her, her eyes. And I said, Dick Clark from Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. You're playing this huge celebration, Kelly Pickler. Congratulations. What an event it's going to be. You're going to be on the world stage. Ringing in the new year. God, we love Dick. Don't we love Dick, Kelly Pickler? Kelly Pickler, you love Dick, right? But Ryan Seacrest is taking over this year. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. You see what I did there? Yeah, I see. Okay, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Kelly Pickler, you love Dick. Kelly Pickler had a relationship with Dick. Kelly was tight with Dick. Kelly was going to miss her Dick because Ryan Seacrest was taking over. What's wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And it aired. But let me tell you something. There were phone calls from Nashville to Atlanta faster than a speeding bullet uh, because they did not think it was live and they did not want it to air. Well, guess what? It was live. It aired. We can't go back and undo it. And there was nothing wrong with it. Then what happens is the radio station often cowards to the record label because at the end of the day, the record label holds all the chips because radio. And as I sit in here recording this podcast with you, Donna, I'm in a radio studio. However, radio is not where you go for new music discovery anymore. There's Apple music, there's Spotify. There's so many places you get music before you go to the radio and find it. Right. It used to be radio was the only thing you'd sit for hours for hours waiting to hit record on your cassette boombox to record that REO Speedwagon song. Or Starship, these days, instant gratification with song. Radio is, um, I want to be careful here. Radio could soon be obsolete if radio doesn't change its tune. Here at the Georgia Radio Alliance, we're changing our tune. Here with the Cadillac Donna Morning Show, we're changing our tune. What we're doing with mornings, we're reinventing the syndicated morning show. And we're doing it in a way that's never been done before because it needed to change. It had to change. Radio, though, no longer controls the music lanes. And the labels know that. The labels are in charge. And so the labels put pressure on the radio stations to play the record. But there was so much chatter from Kelly Pickler's people about, you can't put that on the radio. He said Kelly Pickler loves Dick. Yes, I did. I opened with that. Kelly Pickler, you love Dick. There's nothing wrong with that. What it did is it made... 300,000 people listening at that exact moment, lean in. Sticky content is what it's called. Doesn't mean it's dirty. Doesn't mean that we're talking about vaginas and penises. Okay, let's stop. Stop, 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 stop. All right. Sticky content means it sticks with you. It doesn't have to be dirty. It sticks with you. That was sticky content. It's how you say it. That inflection is a problem. It's not. It's not. Um, But here's my thing. You have a tendency to linger. Oh, is this a PD coaching podcast class? No, because what I was going to say is I don't have a problem. Like I wouldn't have a problem with that. And, you know, this morning 
I was going to say, we had three segments and I said to you, I think you're, you're coasting on the line a little bit. And I think you have to be care- more careful with radio. And the problem is, is instead of just putting it out there and having the listener go, wait, what is he talking about? Or what is she talking about? It's when you go back in. I agree. Okay. You're fair That's enough. That's all I'm going to say. Write me up. Write me, me up. Okay. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're very I, sensitive. I, well, I am very sensitive. You know that. But you're exactly right. Here's what Donna's talking about. Occasionally, it, what was the bit this morning we were doing? It's about, uh, it the, about super the tree. Moon. About what? About the tree, the supermoon. What about the supermoon? We were talking about it, and, and you said, you asked me yesterday, because you said you said the exact same thing. But yesterday, you asked me the question, what is the supermoon? What was it? What is it? What planet or is it closest to? Something, yeah. And I said, Uranus. And that was it. And we moved on. Right. You know, today, I you kept trying to goad me to say it, to say it, to say it. But, and I, I, said say it, it. but I said it moved on. I didn't loiter with that, I don't think. I loitered with the root bit. I did. Too long. I admit. I did. I, did. I admit. And, and we had a meeting, uh, you and I and, and Mitchell, on uh, Friday. And I admitted. I threw myself on the cross. I admitted. I said, you know, listen, I, here's, here's a challenge that I have that I work on every day. And that is, don't beat a dead horse. When you're done with the bit, move on. When you get the punch, move on. You're not going to find a better punch than the first one. And if you do, shame on you. It should have been your first punch. It's, your, it's, it's on me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I take the fall for that, and you're exactly right. I want to be gonna, really Are we going to beat me up again? Are we going back Oops. to the trough? Never mind. This is what I was getting ready to say. You're so sensitive. I am your biggest fan. I am not beating you up. My, what I was going to say is, and I don't have this, and you do. And I will be honest with you, you didn't used to have it when you first started radio, but you, at 50 years old right now, you have it more than you've ever had it. And that is no filter. Like, I have a filter. I worry sometimes, like, oh, gosh. You know? And I don't worry, like, what are people going to think or what are they going to say? I just, I don't want to, and offend is not the right word because I think that's what's wrong with America. As you talked about earlier, I'm very confident in my and how I feel about things. You don't have to agree with me. And I know there's so many people that listen that don't agree with me and that's fine. And a long time ago, a long, long time ago, that would have bothered me. I think you worked with a lot of co-hosts where that did bother them and they just wouldn't say anything. You know, they would never have an opinion. I sometimes have too many opinions and, and they're not, there's no right or wrong. But everybody but, should have an opinion. I agree. If you don't and, have an opinion, don't be on, on, on a platform where people expect you to have an opinion. I agree. And and I will say, like, on most radio shows, like, I know, let's just take us, it's not always us, take us out of it, like the Burt Show. One of Burt Weiss, who um, obviously is the head of the Burt Show, one of his things is when they're hiring people, if you will not talk about your spouse, your kids, your parents, your flaws, you can't, you can't be on here because well, do you agree or disagree with that? hundred percent agree. Okay. I do too. hundred percent agree. Good. hundred percent agree. But what I was going to say is you are a, you have no filter in a good way. Like I'll say, golly, are you really going to say that? And you're like, what's wrong with it? Like you don't see it, which is a good thing. You know what I mean? I still have some filters up. And it could be because I'm newer to it. You know what I mean? Well, it, it could be, but it's. But I think that also shows that it's never intended to be malicious in any way. No, not at all. And I've never said that about you. You know, where I'm very, very careful, and I always have been, and I always wanted you to be in radio, is with kids, with our kids. 
because I do know other kids can be cruel. Sure. And, you know, if they hear things or something, you know, you just protect the kids. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that should be the golden rule anywhere. And we, you know, we tell a lot of stories on the podcast that our kids have listened to the podcast. Will listens. Olivia listens now some because she commutes more. Charlotte, Charlotte listens, listens and doesn't yeah, listen. No, Charlotte listens. Well, she gets mad when the quality is not good, the sound quality. Oh, uh, okay. And she said, you know, y'all have gotten it worked out, but there were a couple there, Mom, that were just terrible. And I said, I know they were, and we called ourselves out for it. However, my point to this is I think later they will go back and listen to them and know that we weren't outing them or trying to make fun of them or Where's you know this we're coming just from? Where's parents. this coming from? Huh? Where's this coming from? What do you mean? I don't know. Where's this coming from? Has something been said or No, 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 no. My point is is just being transparent. Like I think, you know, there are people we start out by talking about the way we got here is we talked about artists who don't want to talk about things. And then we talked about you interviewing Kelly Pickler. And I think the same holds true for kind of what we're doing. I've had people ask me before like, gosh, do you ever worry about what you're putting out there? We knew when we did a podcast, or if you do a radio show, you're going to have to put it out. You're there. going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And so, yeah, that's part of it. You know, wouldn't have stepped into it. I don't think people, I know they do, but I don't know that people would want to listen to us do book reviews. I, I wouldn't do book reviews. Right. I don't, I don't read books, but I have oh, an opinion. That's a problem. I do. Well, but anyway. But, but I have an opinion. And if you don't, here's the beautiful, here's the most beautiful thing of it all. Here's the most beautiful thing of it all, Donna. If you don't like what you hear, and I'm not being a dick, if you don't like what you hear, you have an option to move on and you can do that. It's okay. Well, and that's the interesting thing. This is basically going to be a whole podcast about just kind of radio and what's going on, which I think is interesting to people. But that's the one thing I've really, really learned, um, is people who are the loudest and trust me anytime you take over which we took over for a morning show that had been there for a while the people that are the loudest they keep listening they won't go anywhere right you know and it's like sir if you don't like it go listen to something else and i've been really good like and i got some great advice from a couple of people when i started doing this radio show with you and that was just you know kill them with kindness don't engage because that's yeah. what a lot of that's um, what, well that's what they want People do. And and honestly, that's what they live for, the keyboard cowboys. And you just have to be like, listen, you know, thanks for stopping by. Just a generic, know. thank you for taking the time to post. Yeah, to comment or whatever. Hope you'll join and us it, tomorrow, 530 till 10, Caddy. And then another person, you know, Jen Hoppy gave me a great piece of advice one time. She said, when we started the podcast, she said, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from, which is so true. Yes. Beautiful. And I love Janavi. Beautiful. You know, Beautifully because said, she yeah. was like, I was paranoid in the beginning because she told me, she said I was going through this horrible divorce. People were calling me all kinds of names yep, yep. And, and, and not revealing their identity. There, there's yeah. a different username. Is it? Yeah. Yep. Easy and she do. just said, Easy I just do. had to like shut down the noise and yep. say, listen, absolutely. This Because the other thing is that she, and she said, if you, if you switch streams, you're not who you are. You have to just be who you are. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, well said. Well done. Seriously. What a great conversation that wasn't even planned, but an honest, transparent conversation about radio, podcasting, media, artists, and what goes on behind the scenes. Well, I'll tell you another one real quick before we head out Okay. on this. We had to do some pictures um, 
with the rest of the um, staff for the Bayer. I mean, well, for Georgia Radio Alliance. Right, last week. And so Southside Steve, who was on 96 Rock, does the Fox show. And I know people think this, that, whatever about him. And some people think he's so strange and hokey and this and that. He is who he is. And he is who he is on the radio and in person. It's not an act. It's not a shtick. And I find that very endearing, you know, because whether you like it or not, that's who he is. What I could never stand were the people that you would listen to on the radio and they had maybe like this really Southern accent or whatever, or whatever they were. And then you met them and you're like, who is this person? You know what I mean? Like it's not, because then you're kind of like, who am I listening to? What am I listening to? You know? Right. Good stuff. Good conversation. Hey, Taylor Swift got out her checkbook. She re-inked her pen and Taylor Swift cut checks to the tune of $50 million to staffers on the Eras World Tour. Here is a clip from Good Morning America. The song we just came back from commercial is Karma. That certainly applies here. But another theme song for this play of the day is Wildest Dreams, because in theirs, one would imagine the dancers and catering team and truck drivers and all the hundreds of others on the support staff for Taylor Swift's record-breaking, paradigm-shifting Eras Tour did not expect that the superstar would give out over $50 million of her own money in bonuses as the tour wraps up its North American leg in Los Angeles next week. But that is exactly what happened. We're told it was an emotional moment when those bonuses were revealed. Taylor writing handwritten notes to go along with them. TMZ reporting she gave her truckers $100,000 each. Sources closer to Taylor say it's been a tour for the ages and her pride, gratitude, for everyone's efforts and professionalism is boundless. It's been clear that some of these bonuses will have life-changing impact. Of course it will, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't have to include a check every time. Maybe just write a handwritten note to somebody that says, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for going above and beyond for blank, blank, blank. I, I, listen, what she did is amazing. What she yeah, did if she is, had just written a note, they'd be like, where's my check? Uh, yes, I know what you're saying. But 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 the norm no no one can do what she does. No, I know what you're saying. Yes, I'm saying in a, in, what you can do though is just write a note to someone and call them out for doing a good thing. Call them out for doing a good deed. Yes, we can attest to the handwritten note thing that uh, was referred to in that piece from Good Morning America. Uh, the three times, the first three times we met Taylor when she was on tour, she she at, at this point was an established artist, so, headlining and selling out. Within three days of her leaving Atlanta, we would receive in the mail with a stamp, a handwritten note from Taylor Swift thanking us for coming to the concert. Now, you would think you'd come to the family, the Chotes. The address here, city, Georgia, zip, no. Each of the three kids got their very own handwritten Taylor Swift personalized note. Will got one, Olivia got one, Charlotte got one. Donna, you got one, and I got one. One day you go to the mailbox, and bam, there are five envelopes with ribbon and glitter and flowers and designs and doodles and dots, handwritten by Taylor Swift, that are in a safe somewhere, I believe, right? Yes. Because to a certain generation, Taylor Swift is Elvis. Absolutely. She is the most normal superstar 
in the history of music. And I know that that sounds strange and it's an oxymoron, call it what you want, but she's normal. She is respectful. Taylor Swift, and, and this one is, is when she was 16, 17, 18 years old. But to receive in your mailbox a handwritten note from Taylor Swift, and I'm talking, Donna, they were, she, she would call out what the kids were wearing. Well, and she also knew, I think we've said this before, but, you know, Will spelled his name with one L. Yes. She spelled it with one L. Exactly. And it was addressed to Will Choke with one L. I wonder if she would do the same thing now. I think she might. I don't think she I does. Don't know. I don't think I she does. I doubt it. I don't think she does. I think she did it because she knew that there was a certain group of radio professionals that if they got behind her, this would work. And she was always very grateful. Anytime I've seen her, anytime I've seen her, and, and listen, I've not seen her in years, but anytime I have seen Taylor Swift, she has always been the kindest, most engaging, conversationalist of any artist I've ever met in my career. Could it be premeditated? Could it be fake? It could be, of course it could be. But if it is, she pulls it off quite well. Well, and she does it. You know, even if it's fake, people sometimes don't do it. She still does it. $50 million in bonuses to the people that get no glory, get zero glory on the road, the bus drivers, the caterers, the people that are rigging, the people that are cleaning the toilets. Taylor cares about those folks. Imagine, Imagine them calling driver. back home Imagine and saying. Imagine a truck driver and getting a $100,000 check. Unbelievable. Imagine them calling back home and saying to their spouse, like, hey, I've got really good news. Because, you know, you've been gone. You've been on the road. And, you know, your spouse, they're home taking care of kids. And even though you're driving a bus, you're driving a bus for Taylor Swift. And so your spouse is like, yeah, you've been working hard, you know. Right, but you're and away you're from like, home. Yeah, you're like, guess what happened to me? And I got a like, $100,000 check. What? And that, again, that is life-changing. She's phenomenal. She truly is. Um, I, I don't understand Taylor Swift haters. I don't. I'm not a fan of her music. I'm not a fan of the new music. I, I don't listen to it. But as a person, uh, there is no one like her. She is as a human. Uh, absolutely. And, and and you know what, Donna? It all starts at home. 100%. It all starts at home. And it's her mother. Her mother is named. Andrea. It's her mother, Andrea, and her dad, Scott. It all starts at home. Great episode, unscripted episode, transparent episode. I had fun. Can I say one thing before we head out? Yes. Okay. Yesterday was the day when all of the universities, well, I shouldn't say all, most of the universities open up their applications Okay. for next year, believe it or not. I know you're probably, you're moving kids into first grade. If you're listening, you're moving kids into college. You're like, what? I bet I got, and I do not remember this with Olivia, and I think it was just, I think it's just different because of how Charlotte School does it. They sign you up for all of these just somehow through the Common App. I think I got 200 emails from schools, including University of Georgia, North Carolina State. Thank you for visiting TCU. Right. It's time. It's time. It's time to get your like application a last, in. A last reminder. No, just this is the first reminder. And this is early. And, it, oh, and it's not like I had to keep reminding Charlotte, like, there's early admission and early action and all those different things, but like you're not missing anything, right. but I can understand because these are going to parents and to kids where kids start to feel like, Oh my God, I'm already behind and I haven't even started my senior year. And I have to tell you, it made me so like my anxiety just peaked. Well, let's get you some Kalanapin for that. Well, I don't want to go back into this because we're ending this episode, but it's just, 
you know, we're moving Olivia into her apartment and there's just a lot going on with, with things there like timing and all this stuff. And then she'll start her senior year. And I'm just like, my head's spinning. I got to pee. Let's pick up with this conversation during Tuesday's episode of yeah. Cadillac Jack, my second act. Can we agree to do, make a note? Yeah, make a let's note. do no, that. Make a note. No kidding. I, Lots I, I, of I, thoughts I, on this. I am wet right now. I got to go pee. Okay. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O Ingo Studios in Atlanta for both radio and uh, podcast. Radio. Yes. Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. Weekday mornings, 530 till 10 Eastern. Cadillac Jack and Donna. Listen anywhere you are. Download The Bear 925 app in the Apple uh, App Store or Google Play. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Part of the Appen Podcast Network. I got to run. I got to pee. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>